So we're gonna go around the room. Take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Well, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with the tiara. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a DJ. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you? Back there with the bus saw dreads. What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better ask somebody. I T. And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talon. Whoo! Toma. Yo, baby. Taylor. Oh, it's another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. What are we hosting on? It is September 25th. What is this? Episode 5 of Season 5. So you you know what that technically, man. This is the... Yeah, baby, it's about 84 degrees down here in South Florida, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the show is packed today. I'm to be it's crowded. Like I'm, I'm like, I, I got nothing else to say. So you, you know what I, you know what I, you know what I tell, you know what I say, regardless of that time. Take that, take that, take that, and regardless of the weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Listen, listen, listen. There's a Love Jones going on in New York. I, I'm, I'm talking, but and you know what? The funny thing, it has nothing to even do with, 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 with the winless team or the undefeated team, right? We, we got new quarterbacks everywhere, right? As we're out with the, are we in with the new quarterbacks and we're out with the old, dirty Browns and the Dolphins actually made history and oh yeah 
Oh yeah, your boy AD is back in the news. So, 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 so. First of all, first of all. First things first. First things first. For a third straight week, we are gonna open up talking about Antonio Brown. And I and I know you I know some of you guys are like, yo, T, seriously. Like, why are you talking about this ass clown? Like, why why are you talking about him? And I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna talk about him, right? Because YouTube's, YouTube keeps blocking my, my my videos, right? And granted, I'm not putting out like videos right now on YouTube. I'm gonna put a video out in the beginning of the next week or next month. But I haven't been putting out videos, videos, just the audio of the podcast. And they keep flagging me for shit. Yo, YouTube, calms down, B. I'm not well, maybe I am trying to make some money here. So okay, but calms down, B. Like I I don't even understand what, what's going on here. Like I can't keep having you flag me. So so I, I kind of understand what happened. So we got to make some changes here. And I told you, we're going to start off talking about Antonio Brown. So let's see if we can get the new revised Piece of Poop Award intro revised and approved through YouTube so that they don't got to keep flagging my shit. I don't know where's that. Okay. I guess I'm. I, I guess this must be. I must be being forewarned that yo. I guess it just isn't gonna get approved, B. I guess it's just telling me to move on. I guess it's telling me that I need to just go about my merry ways. But you know me. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want. We put him in the bed. Cause he's a piece of food. Yes. Filthy animal. <laughs> Let's run that back for the people, for the culture. Cannot, with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want to put him in the bed because he's a piece of food. You filthy animal. Antonio Brown, the newest inductee into the into, into the Pop Hall of Fame, the Piece of Poop Hall of Fame. Only not joined by a lot of people, mind you. As you already know, there's Odell Beckham in here. As we like to call him, Old Dirty Beckham. As he now pl plays for the Old Dirty Browns. And now we have Antonio Brown here. Joining him in the piece of poop. Now, we may be adding Jalen Smith from the Cowboys. But we're going to keep an eye on him. He may be another one. So, we have Antonio Brown. Now, and we told you that it was going to be interesting in how they were going to line him up, right? And how they were going to play Antonio Brown's situation. Because we thought wholeheartedly that based off of some of the evidence that we heard was out there, it was it was going to be interesting. It was interesting to see that the New England Patriots were going to take a chance, a chance, just a chance on playing somebody like Antonio Brown, um, given what was going on with him. And no doubt, they did play him. They they went ahead and they and they destroyed the New England, um, the Miami Dolphins, forty-eight to nothing, I believe, in that game. And then the very next week, they cut him. And now he's a finally cut. So if you have it, so if you don't know, if you don't know, if you don't know, now you know, now you know, right? Now you know. Oh, 
Antonio Brown is, has officially been cut from the New England Patriots. But, 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 but. Of course, Antonio Brown doesn't want to make it seem like he was the one that got dumped. Antonio Brown doesn't want to make it seem like he's the one that got fired. Antonio Brown says, puts out a tweet very shortly afterwards that says, I will no longer be playing in the NFL. And we come and we say to Antonio Brown that you may need to calm down just a little bit, pimping. But that's Antonio Brown for you. So now we have upset Antonio Brown out there. And Antonio Brown says one interesting thing out of anything else. And granted, just, just bear with me for a second here. Antonio Brown says one interesting thing. And one interesting thing that he says is that I went from making $40 million guaranteed to all of a sudden no guaranteed money in a little less than a week. Which, granted, is true. And he did it to himself, but it is true. And while Antonio Brown says, you know what, I'm going to file a grievance with this. And, I'm, and, and the NFL Player Association is going to have to represent me because that's what the NFL Player Association is there for. And no doubt, that's true. The NFL Player Association is going to have to represent him in his grievance case that he that that he has a he has a work grievance that he has been shorted money that he, that was technically guaranteed to him. Now, Antonio Brown is a fool. Let's not get this twisted, right? Antonio Brown is a fool for thinking that he is going to win this grievance. But this may not be a grievance that Antonio Brown is supposed to win. And this may not be a grievance that is meant for Antonio Brown to benefit from as well. While Antonio Brown has a point, right? This way he went about it makes his point null and void. At least in his particular circumstance. Where there is a shitload of guaranteed money out there for him, right? And here we go. Here we go already. If, if you've listened to the podcast before in the past, then you already know we're going to go ahead and clock it. It's already happened. We're 10 minutes and 45 seconds in, and we... We cussing up a storm for no reason already. But listen, that's what Antonio Brown does to us. So, we have Antonio Brown now. And he has a grievance that... While he may not be able to benefit from, it may not be an empty grievance, right? And we may later on get, I don't want to say verbiage, but a change in, in the player's agreement or in the collective bargaining agreement that has an Antonio Brown rule attached to it saying that, listen, once you guarantee these, these players their money, you can't be taking away their money unless, obviously, which Antonio Brown falls under, you have player conduct um, issues. And Antonio Brown, by the way, he went about removing himself from, from, from his teams. And all of his actions will fall under player conduct issues. And also, what's going on out there about him um, is considered player conduct issues, which makes you... Perfectly all right to say, listen, you are now a detriment to the team and to the NFL, and we can know and we we can disregard your contract because now you have broken it. Like, I'm sorry. 
And, and this could go for anybody that, that wanted to decide to go skydiving. All of a sudden, the NFL said, "Hey, you broke your contract. We could you we um we, we use this we use this um issue to go ahead and and void your guaranteed contract, and void your and null and void your guaranteed money." Like I understand they're using every single tactics if that information comes out, but I also see the fact that listen, the NFL can't just keep saying that. Hey, you have a three-year, $90 million contract, and two years into it, two year, and even you say 50 mil guaranteed, and you're trying to give them the guaranteed money in the first four years, and you cut them in the first two years, and you don't have to pay any of the extra money. No, no, that can't keep happening. Just because you cut me doesn't mean I, I shouldn't have to get the rest of my guaranteed money as because I haven't gotten it within the first four years of my contract. No, 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 no. If I have some guaranteed money on there, then I need to have some guaranteed money. Because remember, NBA and the NFL has worked a little bit different. When NFL, when NBA says, okay, you have a $90 million contract for five years, then you're going to get that, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna play out those five years, or we're going to pay you that money. That's like you see what's happening with Andre Gondola right now. He's like, yo, I'm, no, I, this is my contract. You're going you're gonna to honor my contract. And also, you know, he can honor his contract too by playing. Because his contract, so you get paid to play, not paid to sit. So, so I'll find him every year, every game that he doesn't want to play. <laughs> and I love making some Andre Iguodala, but you have to find the line, the, the 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 lines in the sand, right? And Antonio Brown may have. A valid grievance, not for himself, but for other players coming down the pipeline. And so I wholeheartedly don't be surprised if this grievance right here that Antonio Brown fights or puts up doesn't make the contract verbiage change down the line. And granted, it does, as I said, just like Colin Kaepernick, and, and I'm not even saying. He's on the level of Colin Kaepernick, and he's standing for anything beside himself. Because Colin Kaepernick is standing for way more than what Antonio Brown is trying to stand for. So while they both may not benefit from whatever they're standing up for, there's a lot of players in the, in the past or in the future that probably will. And while Antonio Brown may be a crazy man, I don't want to call him crazy because I don't want to dismiss him. Right? That's, that's the worst thing to do is to, is to be completely dismissive. But he is 100%. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want... We put him in the bed because he's a piece of poop. Just filthy animal. He's a piece of poop the way he's been acting. And also from what he's done, with, what we've heard allegedly that he's done um, to that young lady and, and, and to all of these people in, that he's come across in his lifetime... Oh yeah, Antonio Brown definitely de deserves this pop award. Now, while and, 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 you know we're not calling Odell Beckham all what we're calling Antonio Brown, I mean, but Odell Beckham is just a dirty player on the field. He's a big old crybaby. But 
there is one thing that actually is going on because we're gonna move on from Antonio Brown because we're still in the football world. We even we didn't even get into week three yet. This is this is how crazy things have been, right? That we didn't even get fully into what happened in week three because, like, this happened immediately. Like they played the Dolphins, Antonio Brown cut, and now we're destroying the Jets. That's if you're doing the Patriots, that is. But like I told you in the beginner, that there's some things going on in New York. Yeah, a lot of things going on in New York. And we got to go take a break because we're a little over. And you know how much I like to big up the people in my life that, that, that make all these things possible. Like the Connecticut School of Broadcasting with their campuses that you could walk into. Take a tour. See if this is something that you would like to do. Working in radio. Podcasting. Announcing for wrestling events. Doing play-by-play -play for, for for baseball events. You guys know what I've done here. You got you got follow you guys have followed me for the last five years. That's all. That's all. All thanks to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I wouldn't have done half of that stuff without them. So let's give them a little shout out properly. First day of News Nine. I'm Donato Ray. I'm Tito. We'll see. Good night. Clear. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in radio, television, and new media careers. You'll learn it all in a hands-on environment in a matter of months, not years. To take a tour of a campus in your area or to find out if a career in broadcasting is right for you, call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. Told you I was going to be quick. And we are back. Well, we are definitely back. And isn't it good to be back? <laughs> doesn't it feel real good to be back? So I told you, there was something going on in New York. There's a lot going on in New York. And with that, I'm telling you, before we even get into season three, let's just get these out of the way because you guys already know how much I love to talk about my city's teams and where I'm from. Shout out to Nate Dog. So, if you are a New Yorker right now, and you're a fan of a team from New York, you're going through a roller coaster of emotions. And, and I do mean a roller coaster of emotions. And the crazy thing about it, it's not all bad. Like I said, it really is a roller coaster of emotion. So, let's start where. The most excitement is probably coming from. Because if you're a fan of the Giants, if you're a fan of the Giants, right now, you should be out there singing, I gotta love Jones. I gotta love Jones. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Ooh. You gotta football love Jones. And that is in the number six pick of your rookie quarterback. 
Daniel Jones. As we told you last week, I don't remember if you remember. I don't know if you remember. And we kind of told you that because it already happened. But we already knew what was going to happen. We already knew what was going to happen. Eli Manning was done. We've been saying this for a while. But now they had the quarterback to replace him with. And they put him in in week three. And they put him in in week three against... You guys may... I guess we've been calling him famous Jameis Winston for a while. But we need to... Give him his proper title from his, from henceforth of what he really is. Turnover chain Jameis Winston. That's really what he is. Turnover chain, turnover chain, turnover chain, turnover chain. Jameis Winston. So that, so you have to figure, if you're going to put him in against any team, Tampa Bay is kind of a struggling team. And even if you figure that Todd Bowles or whoever's on, on that defensive side for Tampa Bay... Is gonna help them out. You gotta figure Jameis Winston is gonna is gonna shoot him in the foot. Or or, or better yet, Jameis Winston will cheddar bob himself. Or better yet, Jameis Winston will plexico burris himself. We gotta we gotta keep it in the sports reference, right? Oh oh no 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 no. That's the whole song for the for the Brooklyn we go hall. We don't need that. We gotta get that out of there. That does not work well. That does not work well at all. But the Giants fans now. And trust me, Giants fans were out there looking like, and, and, and granted, it's probably the same fan base for the most part. The Giants fans was out here looking like Knicks fans when they drafted Porzingis. Yo, who the fuck is this? Is, 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 is this big old lanky, I'm about to get dunked on by Vince Carter and not have even a career in the NBA motherfucker that we just drafted high motherfucker. That's what they was looking at, Daniel Jones. Yo, who is this guy? Nobody heard of him. We ain't want him. Yeah, he looked all right, yeah, he looked all right in preseason, but nah, we'll see. Listen, we even said it here on the podcast. Yo, Giants fucked up. Now, are we going to say, come back and say that, yo, the Giants didn't fuck up? I'll tell you this. The Our book hasn't even finished the sentence yet. Put it this way. Like, there's not even a book out about him. The sentence, the first sentence... On the book of Daniel Jones. Has it even been complete? Daniel Jones is a... New York... He's a quarterback for the New York Giant. And he has been... See? He's been good so far. And New York Giants fans are excited. And they're taking back all the word, all the bad words that they've said about it. Right? Take all the bad words you guys, and you kind of got, and, and, and a lot of them, they have to, because they don't want to be the guy that says Daniel Jones thinks now, and not at least give him credit for what he's done. I don't give a fuck. I, he, it was one game against bad Tampa Bay. Granted, New York Jets had the same opportunity against Tampa Bay, and we didn't take that opportunity. Granted, we come to find out that our quarterback has mono. And... We didn't have anybody that, that should be technically as comparable as a Daniel Jones, even on our reserve squad, to help us out. So, the New York Giants looks like they have a whole lot of hope. And Eli Manning is doing a good thing, too. He's playing a good soldier, isn't he? Isn't he? Because he's he seen this, right? He's seen this firsthand. He was Kurt Warner in this situation. 
Oh, it was Kurt Warner. Yeah, remember? Eli Manning took over for Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner kind of sat back there for a little while, but they traded Kurt Warner quickly because Kurt Warner could still play. We don't know if Eli Manning could still play. We don't know that at all. Who we're more worried about being Kurt Warner, we'll actually talk about a little bit later because the one we're going to talk about a little bit later can still play. And it'll be interesting if he gets traded. I got a few places that should go give, give up three number one picks for him. Or maybe they shouldn't, because didn't they just find a quarterback? I'm telling you, there's new quarterbacks everywhere. So the New York Giants now have Daniel Jones. And they have a Love Jones in Daniel Jones. Man, did that game look good, didn't he? Or did it look bad? We don't know what it looked like. But, but he came through at the end as he is standing in that pocket for a half a second to a second and a half longer than Eli Manning was was willing to. You see him able to step up into the pocket a little bit more than Eli Manning was able to. You see him able to get the ball down the field a little bit more than Eli Manning to. As Sterling Shepard and, 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 and who was the other one? As Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram both went over 400 yards in that game. But that wasn't the story of that game. The story of the game was the missed field goal at the last second by the Tampa Bay kicker after his team intentionally took a false start that pushed them five yards back, which if it was five yards closer, it would have made it. But if you let Giants fans tell the story, the story of the game was Daniel Jones coming down the field Marching his team down the field. And then in short distance, as everything opens up and he's looking for a receiver, the last thing anybody thought would happen was a quarterback sneak that really looked like a quarterback draw because the middle of the field was completely open and Daniel Jones literally waltzed in for a touchdown. Then... It was that play that put the Giants up that led to Tampa Bay getting the ball back. Jameis Winston, well, we like, oh, we'll start calling him now, turnover chain Winston, actually marched his team back down the field. They had a timeout. They had enough time to grab the ball, run up there, and put the ball in position to where... They could have got the kicker in the position spot that they want. But instead, they took the false start, then hiked the ball. So listen to this. First, despite the false start that pushed them five yards back. Then hiked the ball. Remember, if the quarterback just snaps the ball and takes a hike, he's going to lose a yard. So they hiked the ball. He runs back a little bit so that Jameis Winston can kneel down in the position that the, that the Kicker could would like to have the ball. So they lose seven to eight yards on that one play when they could have just came up, right, hurried up to the line with that one timeout left, came up, positioned the ball where you think you wanted it. And because you knew you didn't have enough time, then call a timeout if you wanted to. Or actually, that would have killed, that would have killed the clock. Line up your kicker. If your kicker needs more time, call a timeout because you had one timeout. But at this point in time, you would have been seven yards closer. Seven yards closer would have made that kick all day, every day. 
this call, this kick inched out to the right. And the Giants get their first victory of the year in dramatic fashion behind their number six overall pick in the first round, Daniel Jones, their rookie quarterback. And Giants fans are all of a sudden elated again. And you know what? Not for nothing. I may even say that the Giants players may be playing with a little bit more pep in their step again now. Giants fans have a little bit more to look forward to as they get their first win. Jets fans, not so much. Jets fans still haven't gotten a win yet this season. And the reality is starting to kick in for Jets fans because now those same Jets fans that were telling me at one point in time of the season that they thought the Jets could win 9 to 10 games this season are now making bets to see if the Jets could win between somewhere between 4 to 6 games, which not for nothing was kind of the record I saw them having even with Samuel <laughs> I feel like I sound like a broken record sometimes to you guys, understand? But even with Samuel, uh, Sam Darnold, healthy, these first, the first seven games of the season, we were going to be lucky to win one or two games. One of those games should have been against Buffalo. We, 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 kicked that, we threw that one away. With what the Giants was going through, one of them should have been through them. Maybe. You understand, like the back half of this season is where the giant, where the Jets were gonna get all those, all, all those wins. And even if they won them all, that's where you would have gotten to eight, nine, ten wins. But come on, now the Giants, does the Jets look like a kind of team that could go on an eight-game winning streak? No, 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 no. Maybe win one, lose one, win two, lose another one, win one, lose two. Yeah, that's the that's the Jets. So if they win one, lose one. Win two, lose another one. We're talking about six games in. The three, you understand? Maybe they've, they've won three of them. I'm oh, sorry, that's five games in. They, they've won three, lost two. We got the last three. They probably go two and one. If they're at best, that's five wins. We'll, we'll add that to the one in, in the first eight. That's six wins. That's the Jets. And now the now the reality comes to, comes to light because all of a sudden you realize that the quarterback has mana and we can't do anything with the second or third string quarterback. Second string quarterback breaks his ankle. Third string quarterback can't play, even though he knows the he knows the head coach system, which is a whole different thing that we have. Because once again, what the fuck are we doing with Miami Dolphins loser head coach when we actually had the opportunity to sign the loser coach of a quarterback? Of a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who didn't start having a problem until his quarterback was just kept on this, just overriding all of his plays. Because in the beginning, when his quarterback listened to him, they won a Super Bowl. And we let that guy walk? To get the Miami Dolphins losing head coach? And you thought that... The Jets could be in a position to win seven, eight games in the row in the back. And fuck out of here. That niggas is bugging. But they're back. They are back to, to, to the reality. And now they believe that they can win between four to six games. Which is what we've been saying all year. When will the Jets get their first win? I don't know. Their first win will not come for a while. So the Jets are going to be on a bye week this week, so they can't they can't get their first, they can't get another loss off for their first win this week. 
Hopefully their quarterback comes back from mono in week five. But we'll see. That's not guaranteed. He still may not be back until week six or week seven. Meanwhile, the Jets can't get a win. Buffalo is out there picking up win after win after win after win after win. Buffalo now sits there 3-0. And, 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 and I know, I know, I know. You're like, T, T, don't get excited. I'm not getting excited because we've seen this story before from Buffalo. We've seen Buffalo go 5-0 and and then finish out their season 6 and whatever. I didn't feel like doing the math. <laughs> you, you, so, th this, is, this, is nothing, this is nothing new for Buffalo. I've seen Buffalo start off fast for a lot of years. What, you, what, when we, what, would, make, what would make or break Buffalo's season is when that weather starts to get cold. We've said this already, but for right now, the Buffalo Bills are 3-0, and and outside of the New England Pages, um, the, only them and the New England Pages are both, are both, both of them are undefeated in our division, while the Jets and the Miami Dolphins are winless. Now, while the Jets happen to be winless as well, right, as, as talking about the Miami Dolphins, they haven't done at least what the Miami Dolphins have done. And that's make history. Now, we talked about the kind of history that Miami Dolphins could have made. And we were hoping it would have been the fact that they put up, they were able to put up 100. And, they would have had opponents put up 150 points on them within the first three weeks. That would have been some, 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 some spectacular history for the Miami Dolphins to make. Now, granted, they didn't, put, they didn't get to 150, but they did break 125. And that is history still. Where the Miami Dolphins have had the most points put up against them through the first three weeks in NFL history. 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 That's the Miami Dolphins. And this fan base are at a point right now where they just don't give a fuck. Which, listen, also kind of the same place I am with the New York Jets. Because what am I giving a fuck about right now? Like, seriously, what am I giving a fuck about right now? The New York Jets. The only person that can do anything on that team is Le'Veon Bell. And the thing that sucks about Le'Veon Bell, or about Le'Veon Bell being the only one that can do something, is that everybody knows it. And, well, at least the New England Patriots clamped down on him and made him look irrelevant. The only, the only good thing about the New York, New York Jets is that, listen, they still, they still have players playing hard on defense. And, and the boy Adams on the back end, like he came through there, I think it was Jamal Adams, he came through there and he was able to score a defensive touchdown. Once the, once the New England Patriots put in the backup quarterback, that is, who, who was two for three, and that one miss was the interception that got returned back. Which had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady upset, by the way. So, we have... One team that's undefeated in that's undefeated in New York. We have another team that has winless. We have another team that has new hope. And the Miami Dolphins, well, they're just chopped up, looking like sushi right about now. And we can't blame them. But what I can blame are the New York Jets for picking up their loser head coach. Because what did you think that he, that one loser was gonna was gonna do for our rookie quarterback? Hmm. Let me think. How about 
teach him how to be a loser. We're going to be back. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more games. We're going to talk about how we did in week three. Because, you know what? We finally had a bad week. We finally had a motherfucking bad week. We're going to talk about when we come back. Who's up next? Who, who, who are we showing love to next? Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Donald Thomas Taylor. If you're still listening, that means if you're listening live, once again, I love it. I love, I love, the, I love my live listeners. Hit me up. Don't forget, if you're listening live, look in the bottom right-hand side of your, if you're going to the website, that is, which is the only way to listen to live, look in the bottom right-hand side of, of your screen. Look at that little bubble. You'll be able to, you'll be able to, to contact me directly at live on the podcast, and I'll be able to take any and any and all questions that you have. I may ignore some of you. Listen, I can't answer everything, but I'm gonna try my best. And don't forget that website is mytsports.net, mytsports.net. The only way to hear the podcast live. But also, if you listen to the re-air, that means you may you can hear, catch the re-air everywhere. We've already talked about YouTube that likes to block me. You can hear me on Facebook. A little bit more leeway there. Most on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, and the many other places that you like to listen to your podcast at. So now let's get into week three of the NFL, right? Because week three in the NFL is now start is now when we start to shape things up just a little bit, right? Where we where we really start to see everything that these teams, you know, are going to be for the most part, right? We, we, like, we get to see everything that they am. Everything that they are. Week three. We we all right. We went 10 and 7. We ain't going to go through all these games. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, there's some things, there are some things that need to be talked about, some things that don't. Let, let, let's talk about the real things that happened. Like, the top five players for this week. Top five quarterbacks this week. Quarterbacks is out there putting some yards. 
Russell Wilson put up 406 yards in an L, surprisingly. Jameis Winston threw up on 380 yards, also in an L. <laughs> Patrick Holmes threw up just 375 yards. That came with a W. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later. Deshaun Watson threw up 351. And you know me. You know me. I may say top five. But we ain't going to give you the top. I'll give you the top five. I won't give you this yardage though. Because it, really, it don't really matter. It don't really matter. I probably should have mentioned it earlier. So I'm still going to tell you anyway. Love Jones. Yep. The rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, came in fifth. Hey, you know what? One second. One second. I'm going to need you to switch that up. Thank you. I need something that's a little bit more uppity. You know, can I, can I get something a little bit? Just, just a little bit more uppity? Thank you. So we have Daniel Jones. Round out the top, the last of the top five quarterbacks, right? Then we had the top five running backs. Numbers. Numbers everywhere. Carolina's court running back, Christian McCarthy, threw up 153 yards. Ezekiel Elliott had a Dallas throw 125. Much better with that music, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We had Dalvin Cook throw up 110 from Minnesota. We had Mark Ingram out of New Orleans throw up 103 without Drew Brees. And then we had Pollard throw up another, also 103 for his team. <laughs> He'll be now. We did tell you there was a top five um, wide receiver um, quarterback with an L, right? I think we we had him at number two. Well, he had a target and half of his yards. Yes, half of Jameis Winston's 380 yards went to one man who led the league in week three in receptions. Mike Evans with 190 yards. Yeah, folks, that last drive. That I told you that Tampa Bay was having? When they were coming back before their kicker blew it for them? Oh, yeah. It was Mike Evans putting on a show. He got behind the Giants cornerbacks and safeties. And was reeling balls in like go-go gadget arms. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Giants were in the, and they were about to be 0-3 if it wasn't for their kicker and his bad knees. But listen, sometimes you don't always got to be good. You just, you just need to be lucky. And sometimes you just have to put yourself in, you just have to be good enough to put yourself in position to get lucky because that's how you get lucky. Just remember... Usually the people that get lucky, they usually kind of work a little bit hard as well. They've done a lot of things to get lucky, and all of a sudden, bam, a phone call comes out of the way, and you're trying, and you, and you're about to get paid for a baseball gig. Still waiting for that phone call back, Jay. Just saying, just saying. But again, I'll say it on the podcast, like I told you in the text message, I would love to work with you again. Let me know whenever you're ready. I'll be available shortly. We'll work out the schedule. Because the only day that I can't do that is, is October 26th. And we'll tell you why October 26th is such a special day later on in the podcast. So the New York Giants, they got a little bit lucky. 190 yards by Mike Evans. Turnover chain Wilson. 380 yards. 
Their kicker missing it by just inches. Priceless. Because it changed the whole narrative for the for the giant season. But I think it still would have been in, in good standing based off of that quarterback sneak that Daniel Jones did. That play, that play was a solidifying play in the moment of his career if it ends up being a good career. It will be brought back to that play as the as the moment that Daniel Jones won the hearts of all New York Giant fans and made him say Eli Manning who? But you know what? So like I said, Mike Evans rounds out all top five receivers, right? With 190 yards. We have Keenan Allen from the LA Chargers drop 183. We had Lockett put up 154. Walker for 134. And Julio Jones from Atlanta um, bottoms that out with 128. I told now, we had a winning record this this week. When I, we we weren't as great as we would want to be, but we had a winning record, and that was ten and seven. If you want a little bit more details of every game that we won and lost, you're gonna have to look them up. I mean, because there were some interesting things that happened. There were some interesting things that happened. Thursday night football, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey plays that game, helps his team um, get his first, get their first victory. As they beat Tennessee 7-20. to But afterward, Jalen Ramsey says, yo, I'm sick. But everybody knows that Jalen Ramsey is in a contract dispute with his team. And what they have immediately assumed is that Jalen Ramsey is faking an illness. And everybody came out and talked about him as if they knew for sure that he was not sick. Called him all kinds of words. Talked all kinds of smack about him. And I was over here like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. What if this dude is sick? <laughs> like, you don't know. Like, so, like, they they, said, they had a sort of thing out there to him. Like, and I was like, oh, he even got back issues. Like, oh, because, like, yo, I'm not going to play through any kind of injuries. Like, yo, if my ankle is sore, guess what? Ankle injury. Not going to play through it. My back is sore. Back injury, not gonna play for it. Like I want to be traded before the the trade deadline in, in like what's it, October twenty third or mid October, whatever. Sometime in the third week in October. It's like all of these, all of these players are talking about Jalen Ramsey isn't sick and playing it that way, and I'm like, whoa, calm down, pimpins, calm down. Like, how do you know he's not sick? How do you know that Jalen Ramsey isn't feeling good all of a sudden? Like, but for everybody without even knowing to just jump and say, like, yo, no, he's playing the system. He's a liar. He's a scumbag. Like, that's basically what they said. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no catch this bugger. Well, we were shockingly wrong. Marvin Jones helped, this, helped Detroit beat Philly. He had 101 yards catching. It wasn't a lot that happened. I mean, we, we talked about it. We went to, like Baltimore and Kansas City. Now that, that was the multiverse game of the week, as we in the as we just talked about multiverse games earlier. Also, if you ever going on a multiverse, there's a barber shop right next door. We we'll get you some fresh cut. 
And it also has a, it's a whole entire saloon. Go get your hair did, go get a fresh cut. You know what I mean? Go buy some video games. Multiverse video games. Remember, save more so you can play more. The real game of the week. Real game of the week was Baltimore and Kansas City. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that game did not disappoint. That game did not disappoint. We'll come back to that game. Nah, we won't. I lies. We'll talk about that right now. Patrick Mahomes looked electrifying. And so did Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looked electrifying. And so did Patrick Mahomes. I just want to guys know that I'm saying that both ways for a reason. Because they both looked electrifying. I just need you to hear me say this. Both ways. As I'm finding out, WWE's NXT debut broke 1 million views. It was a it dazzled premiere. Oh, wow. Good, good, good. I need to check my WWE stock to see how that worked out for me. So, I wanted to make sure you guys understood what I was saying there. Like, this, regardless of, like, the W's, can be a real rivalry. And they really balled out. Now, for right now, we thought that Baltimore would have the better defense. But we also know that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are just... I don't want to keep saying electrifying together. <laughs> like, but they they are hand in glove. I, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Basically, Patrick Mahomes is everything that Andy Reid has ever been looking for in his whole entire life from a quarterback. From the time that he thought he had it in... In... I can't remember the name. The Syracuse quarterback. To even when he had Michael Vick. To when he had any of those quarterbacks. Who he had? Alex Smith? It didn't matter who he had. He made them look great. Even Alex Smith looked like a top five quarterback at times. So yeah, they are a match made in heaven. Like they are a perfect fit. And it's that perfect fit. And two years being with this perfect fit that helped them get over Baltimore. Because at times there was just no stopping Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. And even that and what they can do, listen, Harbaugh has his own level of clout that needs to be respected as well when it comes to coaching up quarterbacks. We've seen what he's done with Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco looks nothing like that in Denver right now. Like, let's not get it twisted. So, let's see how Lamar Jackson looks two years now in when he's really had another year, you know, full year with him. And granted... At that point in time, we're going to say, okay, Patrick Mahomes is going to have 
three full years, you know. You understand? So he'll always have that one year over. But at some point in time, they're going to have to plateau it at each other and just be dogging it out. And these shootouts that they're going to have are going to be electrifying. Patrick Mahomes throwing the sidearms. Patrick Mahomes scrambling. Patrick, uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes throwing the deep ball. Lamar Jackson scrambling. Lamar Jackson running in for touchdowns. Lamar Jackson throwing the deep ball. Lamar Jackson running, juking two defenders, spinning into the end zone like a ballerina damn near unscathed to help bring his team within striking distance in the closing moments of the fourth quarter. He did that with his feet. Ballerina juke and jived, used the juke button and matted. Then the spin move. And got in there like it was like 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 he was Jerry Rice and Joe Madden's football. It was beautiful to watch. And and you know me, I normally don't talk about losers in any of these, in any of these, um, in any of these reveals. Any numbers that I give you is usually for the winner. But this was the multi-vest game of the week, and both of them were, are deserving of being mentioned. Lamar Jackson had 267 yards through the air, 22 for 43. Not not great, but good enough. To only lose by five. Threw for one touchdown. Ran in for another one. Ingram threw up 103 yards. Right? Ran for 103 yards. Ran in three touchdowns. Went off. That's part of the reason why you don't need all that. And I may be off on if Lamar Jackson actually threw for a touchdown or if he just ran in for one. Patrick Mahomes, 374 yards, though. We already told you about that. Number three, put up the third most yards this season, or this week. Three touchdowns there. Now, you can see that some of it is experience. Some of it, some of it is one more year in each other's system. But that defense for Baltimore... Kept on catching up to Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes holds onto that ball a little bit a little too long. We see him starting to take a little bit too many, too many hits. But also, when you're chasing around in practice a guy like Lamar Jackson, then Patrick Mahomes looks like a snail. That's the reason why, granted, he's in sacked, he wasn't sacked often because he's getting rid of that ball still. I think he was only sacked once. But they are catching up to him. It may be one second too late or a half a second too late. They are still getting a chance to hit him. And that could be from the fact that they are chasing away they are chasing around Lamar Jackson all through practice. Baltimore's gonna keep on improving. Baltimore's one of the teams I want Jalen Ramsey to go to. Like if you're if you're Baltimore, Baltimore's one of them teams that are like, yo, offer them first three first round picks. Let's see what happens. And, sorry, that's not the person I want to get three first-round picks. But I, want, I do want Baltimore to try to get Jalen Ramsey, though. I remember, this, and there's still new quarterbacks everywhere. These two new quarterbacks, 
are going to be the two most electrifying of them all. And listen, Jason Watson is, is, is going to be up there as well. He's going to have to stay healthy. And great, Lamar Jackson is going to have to prove that he, has, he can stay healthy as well. He's not, taking, he's not taking a lot of hits right now. We see him making sure that he gets, he gets rid of that ball. And like I said, even when he gets into open space, it's kind of hard to, to even try to stay with him. As we see the two juke two players out of their boots. But it is interesting to see all of these young players. We already told you about Daniel Jones. This is this is this, this look how many young players we're talking about in the league so far. There's not a lot of old veterans. There's not a lot of old veterans. Think about it. Think about the old veterans that are out there right now. Drew Brees, injured though. Young guy taking over taking over already. <laughs> so let's go back to the veterans again. Uh we're talking about Tom Brady. Um Matt Ryan? Uh, you see how hard it is to start finding people? Oh, Joe Flacco, I think, in Denver? You see how hard it is to start finding these veterans? Because I know you want to say Drew Brees, but you're like, oh, no, remember, he's injured. He's already out. I know you want to say Ben Raffelsberger, but he's injured. They already got somebody replacing him. I know you want to say Nick Folk, but, oh, no, he's injured. Somebody's already placing him. I know you want to say Cam Newton, but no, he's injured. Somebody's already placing him. I know you want to say Eli Manning. No, he's injured. Somebody's already placing him. There's not a lot of them left. I just ran off to you about six veteran quarterbacks. Easy. That, are, that came in thinking they were going to be starting this year. Are playing all all through the season, and they are not. Jacksonville got some guy out there looking like he can ball all of a sudden, not needing a quarterback. Because I would love for Jacksonville to say, "Hey, if we're gonna keep trying to keep Jalen Ramsey, and Carolina keeps seriously talking about, hey, the guy that we're playing with right now is doing a little bit better with this offense than Cam Newton is, then go offer them three first round picks and let's see if they bite." That's who I really want to go, to get three first-round picks and do something and go after somebody. Jacksonville for Cam Newton. Let's see what happens there. But I'd name to you a lot of guys that are out right now. And I just told you about two of them. Look at that. Eli Manning got is officially replaced. Right? But... You got Ben Roethlisberger out there being replaced right now temporarily by a, by a backup quarterback. Luckily for him, he his backup quarterback isn't looking good. Carolina's quarterback, though, Cam Newton, is out. So, you know what? Let's make sure we get this to you properly. Let's get it to you properly. The mighty injury report. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Carolina, the Carolina Panthers is out of is out was out of their quarterback Cam Newton, and the thing about what's going on with over there is that their quarterback looks good without Cam Newton. That team looks good without Cam Newton because now they get a quarterback that doesn't always rely on his legs and he does a little bit more in the passing game and he's you understand he gives that ball off to that running back a little bit more a little bit more often. You also have 
New Orleans with their quarterback situation. While he's just injured as well, but their quarterback is looking good. They helped Teddy Bridgewater help them get a get a win last week. I didn't think that was gonna happen. I thought Seattle was gonna come away with that victory easily. Shoot, James Russell Wilson put up 406 yards, had four touchdowns. I thought he was gonna come away with that victory. The Giants were playing. Yeah, so we talked about the Giants. So, so think about all the teams that are replacing quarterbacks. All the teams that are replacing quarterbacks. New York Giant has New York Jets have a quarterback situation going on. Luckily for them, their quarterback isn't looking too well. Granted, I don't think their starting quarterback would have looked good anyway. We still seeing issues with the Philadelphia quarterback. Because they looked a lot better with the guy that was backing them up last year. I looked better with the guy that was backing them up last year. These quarterback situations, the injured ones, are going to play out interestingly. Because some of these quarterbacks may look like they are expendable. Some of them, nah, you, you, they ain't going to go nowhere. You know that for a fact. Some of them may look expendable. They're going to give Drew Brees a shot at, at another run. He's not going anywhere. But Cam? Ben? Ben has been talking about for years that he doesn't know if he wants to come back and play. So we'll see how those injured players, quarterbacks very specifically, are able to come back possibly and help their team win. I'm surprised that Green Bay is still 3-0. But their Green Bay's defense has been stepping up. And, and they were able to make Joe Flacco and Denver stay winless. Dallas took out Miami ruthlessly. I was just upset that they weren't able to put up 50 points on them. They were shy by 25. But they weren't shy by 25. They were actually only shy by... What, what were needed from them? I think 17 more points? So they were shot by two touchdowns and a field goal. Miami Dolphins actually scored in this game. Came up with six points. Carolina Panthers won without their rookie, without Cam Newton. As Arizona Cardinals, with their rookie quarterback, still haven't been able to find a W yet. Now, granted, they haven't lost all their games because one was a draw, which is which is the only thing that's helping Detroit still have a undefeated record I guess you can say or blemish on their record as Detroit Lions are sitting 20-0 and 20-0-1 as they also managed to beat Philly this week I'm telling you we were shockingly wrong on that pick something's going on in Philly not quite sure what's going on in Atlanta we were wrong there Eddie Brissett was able to throw 310 yards on them And there's one game we definitely gonna have to talk about. And that is the Chicago Chicago Bears versus Washington. Because this is the only game where we don't even talk or mention an offensive player. It was all their defense. Their the Bears defense dominated 
and led their team to a 31-15 victory over Washington. They had three interceptions. Two of them came from Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who had 96 total yards and returns from interceptions. One of them being a touchdown. Khalil Mack had two sacks. That's half of his team's four sacks. Khalil Mack had two forced fumbles as well. Those boys in Chicago? Like I said, I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. And trust me, Mitchell Trubisky still hasn't given us anything to trust him about. But. Chicago Bears defense. They look as, as the truth, as the truth can be. As. You know, as as you know what, as we're done with, with those picks. But you know, let, let, let's talk a little bit more about these top fives, right? Let's talk a little bit more about these top fives. Let's talk a little bit more about these top fives. I'm, I'm gonna tell you to cut that music, right? I'm gonna tell you to cut the music. We're gonna we're gonna take our last break of the day. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk top fives. We're, we're gonna talk our top five teams for <clears throat> for this for this week so far. Or so far for the season. The ones that we have. And trust me, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. There's a lot going on with them. We still gonna tell you tell you about our picks for week four. And hey ladies, we got something for you. Both in the fantasy world, the 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 basketball world, and in the wrestling world. All of it next on the Mighty Sports Podcast. When we come back, it's gonna be that power hour. Be ready. You strap in, you get ready to listen. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. The Mighty Fantasy Football Tips. Not winning tips, just tips, tips, tips. Just the tip? Just the tip! Just the tip! Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Oh yeah, it is officially that time. And... I wanted to do this all in the fantasy section because you know what? You know what, ladies? Even if I give you my top five and, and oh, trust me, you're going to get the top five. <laughs> I was going to include it all here because this week has been an interesting week, right? So I top five, top five, top five, top five, top five, top Thank you. Our top five 
teams this week so far. And trust me, I, I, I listen to a lot of people. And listen, there were some people that had Indy in here, had Green Bay in there, which I don't, I don't, I don't mind. There, there, were, there were some interesting picks. There's some people that only had Dallas five times straight. I get it. But the mighty top five teams this week so far. Number one, because you know me, I refuse to put this other team number one until the record say something different. I have Kansas City, number one team. I know that's not a bold statement, but you guys know how I roll. Number two, we'll put the pages over there. Number three, we got the big day in Dallas. They're looking impressive. They're looking real good. Now, let me add something. The number two team. This year, their defense looks real good as well, too. I don't, I don't want to dismiss them. Dallas looking like they can play on all levels as well. Running the game, passing the game, quarterback play, special teams, defense. They're looking like the best team in the NFC, especially with Drew Brees going down. And all of these other teams having their issues. Except for one, Green Bay, who I'm picking at number four. Because Green Bay, even though I'm still surprised that they're 3-0, they're still 3-0. And they're 3-0 because that defense has been looking phenomenal. So much so that, that, that Aaron Rodgers is so bored with the game that he is starting to look bad. And not like the bad manager like to call him. No, he just don't look bad at times. And my number five team. This is a hard one for me, right? Because there was a couple of teams that, that could qualify. A couple of teams that possibly could have been in here. But. And, and it's because of the couple of teams that are 3-0. But there's a couple of teams in 3-0 that really don't qualify. Like. Should I really, 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 really. Really, really care about Buffalo? Nah, it three no doesn't really qualify. Just like while Jimmy G looks okay in San Francisco, are we really convinced? Yeah, and trust me, they, they got some they got some players on defense. We already know about about right. San Francisco is one of those teams we also want Jalen Ramsey to go through so we can pair up with Richard Sherman. So. Do we really believe in San Francisco's 3-0 quite yet? No, not right, really. And then the only other 3-0 team that really does qualify is probably the LA Rams, right? And the LA Rams, I don't quite know about. They're, I don't, it's either their offense or their quarterback. One of them I, I don't quite trust quite yet. And for that reason and that reason alone, I keep Baltimore in my top five. And I keep them here. And I keep the LA Rams out for right now. But if Baltimore isn't able to come away with a W in week four, then Like, they're gonna be out of the top five faster than the rabbit gets fucked. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Now, as we continue into our fantasy top five, because remember, remember, ladies, we're here for the fantasy portion of the segment, okay? So, so far, the top five fantasy players from last week, right? And we ain't going to stay too long here because I know we're going to get to what I want. I know you guys want to get to. So we had, we had Russell Wilson, ironically. 
out of not Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Not ironically. I was thinking James Winston when I said ironically. But we had we had Russell Wilson, as I told you. He threw for four touchdowns this week. And he was my starting quarterback since Drew Brees went out injured. And I'm glad I didn't have to make that hard decision. <laughs> right? Because that helped me come away with a victory in my fantasy league. And I'm now I am now two and one. But Russell Wilson put up forty one points. You had Mr. Love Jones, Daniel Jones, the, the the rookie quarterback from the Giants, put up 33. Patrick Mahomes dropped 26. Deshaun Watson, 25. Jameis Winston, another 25. As running backs, Mike Ingram from New Orleans, 31 points. Alvin Kamara, sorry, <laughs> Mike Ingram, Mark Ingram from Baltimore. Put up 31. He used to be on in New Orleans with Alvin, where Alvin Kamara is, who dropped 27. McCaffrey out of Carolina dropped 24. Patrick Lindsay out of out of Denver put up 24 as well. And Cook out of Minnesota dropped another 20. Wide receivers, Mike Evans. I told you, Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. They were just eating up the Giants. Like seriously, eating them up as if they owned the city. We had Keenan Allen out of the L.A. Chargers. Dropped 30. Taylor Gabriel for Chicago. Threw up 25. Cooper Cup. Dropped 22. And Tyler Lockett from Seattle had 21. His fourth tight ends. Greg Olson. He found a way for 19. Aikens for another 19. Hopper for, another, for 18. Ingram, from, Ingram from, from, from the Giants. Put up 17 fantasy football points. And Waller dropped 13. And as far as defenses, I told you there was a defense out there that dominated more than any other uh, defense of that week. And it was enough for us to only mention them as we didn't mention any offensive players from that team or from that game, period. The Chicago Bears defense dropped 20 points. Surprisingly, I remember I also told you that the New York Jets was able to, uh, the only way they were able to score in this game was basically from their defense. Well, because of that, their defense put up 15. Patriots defense is right behind them <laughs> as they held the Jets in check and flew up and put up 14 of themselves. Decimal Jaguars put up 14. As I told you, as 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 Ramsey helped this team get to a get to a W. And the Carolina Panthers defense put up 14 as well. Lady, that takes care of all of your fantasy. Now, if you want you want to know some tips, listen, you gotta have to start finding some of some of these some of these quarterbacks out there. Listen. Remember I told you, some people are just going to get the ball. Sterling Shepard, at this point in time, and, and, and Mike Ingram. and, and the, So basically, the wide receiver, Shepard, and Ingram, the, the tight end from the New York Giants, those are guys to go out and get again. They're, they were now commodities. They weren't commodities while, while, they had Pat, while they had Eli Manning behind there. They are now commodities to look into again. And right now, the New York Giants are going to be facing off against... Against the Washington defense that just got that uh, Washington that just got that just got demolished by Chicago. Oh no! Listen, that should be a W. That should wholeheartedly be a W for the, for the New York Giants. They should beat Washington. Right Thursday night game is going to be Philadelphia versus Green Bay. We have Green Bay coming out of this victory. As people, guess what? We are doing the picks right now.
I wasn't sure when I was going to do the picks. We're doing our picks for week four right now. So listen, I'll give you some time again. Get out your pen and paper. It is time for the mighty football picks. I don't know if they're going to be winning picks, but they're just going to be picks. So I already told you, New York Giants over Washington. And this week looks a little easy, doesn't it, in, in some cases? I got we got Green Bay over Philly because we think that Green Bay's defense has been has been looking immaculate. And also, for right now, Philadelphia has been sputtering again for some reason. Now Philadelphia may be one of those teams. Maybe they sputter for the first four weeks and then they come alive at the end. But right now they're sputtering. This sputtering doesn't look good for them. We're picking Green Bay. We have the LA Chargers gonna be playing playing Miami. Listen, expect the LA Chargers to have a good game. We expect we expect that Miami Dolphins to have another 50 points dropped on them. Don't, listen, don't get it twisted. Like this is what this is what we could anticipate from them. 45 to 50 points dropped on them. The LA Chargers are an explosive team. Expect both running backs to have 100 yards. Expect two of their wide receivers to have 100 yards. Expect Phillip Rivers to have 652 yards passing. <laughs> Expect them to have 897 yards all purpose. Like it's that gonna be one, one of those kind of games. I'm being mad disrespectful, but show me a reason to respect them. I have the Indian, I have the Indianapolis Colts just putting enough together at home to be able to beat the Oakland Raiders. I'm not quite sure what the Oakland Raiders are doing. They look good for one week, and ever since then, it's been womp, womp, womp. These one of those games where you may think that's your zone. It's probably right. We're going to see how that works. Now, I know the Carolina Panthers look good without Cam Newton last week. I don't think they're going to look that great without him this week, especially when they're playing against Houston. I think this is good. I think this is game. This is going to be a game where Houston looks to do a lot of their flashing on offense and defense, and they're going to come away and they're going to tame those little kitty cats called the Carolina Panthers. Now, Detroit, I told you, has been an interesting team so far. Not taking an official loss, but but an official tie, as their record are two zero and one. But they're going to go up against what we tell you has been a match made in heaven. The perfect fit, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Folks, we got Kansas City over Detroit. I'm telling you, half of these aren't that hard. As we told you now, oh, and finally, we, we come up across two teams that are going to come into the league, that are going to come into week four, I should say, undefeated. Patriots versus Buffalo. And we told you, not all all defeated, um, all um not all undefeated records look alike, and they won't look alike after this game is done. We have the Patriots over Buffalo quite easily, I might add. Bills, Buffalo! They're gonna put themselves through a table for reasons, even if they don't, if they win or if they lose. So go ahead and do it, Pimpin. Next up, we have the we have the old dirty Browns led by the old dirty baller, <laughs> right? And their pastry chef Baker Mayfield going up against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. This is going to be another game of electrifying young talent. And I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to Baltimore's defense holding down the, the old dirty Browns and flushing them down the toilet. I have Baltimore Ravens dropping the Browns off with an L this week as they improve to 3-1 and one, and the Cleveland Browns drop to 1-3. Now Tennessee Atlanta was 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 a game that was kind of difficult to determine because 
I ha we haven't been able to quite decipher what is going on in Atlanta or what is going on in Tennessee. We kind of always know that Marcus Mariota has kind of been this 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 roller coaster of a player kind of so far right so far right. Like him and Jameis Winston couldn't have been more together in that draft class. They both have kind of looked identical with their career. But we're both looking at we're looking at both of them trying to figure out. You know what? Should we replace you, B? But Atlanta was going on with them and and their situation. We're gonna have to see because they, there's an opportunity for Atlanta to be the best team in this division with New Orleans having their quarterback out, with Carolina having their quarterback out, with Tampa Bay having being quarterback by turnover Winston. But yet they're not taking advantage of it. The Carolina Panthers are one and two in that division. The Atlanta Falcons are one and two in that division. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one and two in that division. And the New Orleans Saints, without Drew Brees right now, are two and one. The New Orleans Saints could come away with this division by this being managed by Teddy Bridgewater. And then Drew Brees coming in the second half of the season, still lighting it up, and lighting it up straight into the playoffs. I said that New Orleans may not have had a chance to even make the playoffs, but look at how these other teams are playing in the division, and how Teddy Bridgewater may be able to, to actually hold this team together until Drew Brees comes back late in the season, and then a 40-year-old Drew Brees can just go ahead and, and gunsling his way into a championship. I'm going, I'm, listen, I'm going back with New Orleans. Granted, you still got Dallas in there and you still got Green Bay there, but New Orleans is still firmly in my number three slot for a while right now in the NFC. Regardless of how well I see Chicago and some of these other teams do, LA Rams, they're going to be firmly right there because I'll choose LA, I'll choose them over LA Rams any day, any day right now. So right now we're going to pick Atlanta over Tennessee to see if Atlanta can finally get their stuff together. If they can't after, after playing, if, if, if they allow Tennessee to come and beat them on the road in Atlanta, in that dome. Oh no, it's over for Atlanta. It's, a, it's a completely a wrap. Which will be even more shocking than Carolina struggling with Cam Newton or Cam Newton going down injured. Because Matt Ryan ain't injured. What's his excuse for looking so bad with Julio Jones and the plethora of talent that they have down there in Atlanta? I say down there. Like I'm still in I'm still in New York. Up there, I'm in South Florida. Up there in Atlanta. Everybody's up there to me. Next we have Tampa Bay we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the Carolina going into LA to take on the Rams. And the LA Rams are probably gonna stay undefeated. So they're going to improve to 4-0. So by the time this is done, we're going to have Kansas City still 4-0. We'll have the New England Patriots still at 4-0. We'll have the LA Rams at 4-0. The Seattle Seahawks should beat the Arizona Cardinals. Remember, they, they, they've drawed and they've done nothing but lose. Two losses and one draw. Jacksonville Jaguars may have enough 
to get themselves a win over Denver. Like I said, we we just don't trust what's ever going on with Joe Flacco and 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 those Denver Broncos. Now Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears is going to be an interesting game because we don't trust Mitchell Trubisky, but we put all faith in Ja in the Chicago Bears defense. Those boys are the truth. And we really need to determine what kind of team that they are because they're the kind of team that give you nightmares. Like they're the team that you dream about and they give you nightmares. But the Minnesota Vikings do have some explosive players. Diggs, Thielen, Cooks, and a young quarterback to get them all to, to get them the ball. This is going to be one of those games, because they're both 2-1, and one, and this is a rivalry game too. You know the Chicago Bears' the defense is going to be amped up, and you know the Minnesota Vikings' offense is going to be amped up. This is going to be this is going to be one of those harder games to to, to, to determine. This is this also is going to fall on the, the multi-best game of the week right now, just to let you know. Just to let you know, and and we told you normally we want to go we want to see what's going on in Kansas City. Now, trust me, that Kansas City game with Matthew Stafford is also going to be a shootout as well. That will qualify, but. This Minnesota Chicago game is really going to be the game that I'm going to want to see more than anything else. I'm going to want to see how how they play, how they pull that off, how Chicago's offense comes together. Because you're going to have to try to find a way to really take advantage of Chicago if you can. You have to use every offensive weapon in your book. I'm sorry, like Ha Ha Clinton Dex. Ha ha Clinton dicks. <laughs> Dick Clinton dicks. Had two interceptions last week. I can't say <laughs> the quarterback for Minnesota won't do that as well. And that's where I'm leaning on because can you stay at while at home? I told you this is, good. this is an easy week. This is probably the hardest game out of out of this whole entire week to pick. It's going to be Minnesota versus Chicago. Like Dallas versus New Orleans, we'll take we'll take Dallas we'll take Dallas out of all of them, right? And 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 move them into the fourth team to stay undefeated because we just we just don't see New Orleans being able to to do enough or keep up enough with what they have there. We don't we don't respect Dallas to, to take care of business. Now, if Drew Brees was there, we'll be going with we'll be going with New Orleans, but he's not. Right? See? Easy peasy. We got we got two winless games for the Monday night game with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And we haven't quite recognized the Pittsburgh's defense, and we haven't recognized even Chicago's defense either. But also, you know, you know what's even worse? We haven't recognized Pittsburgh offense. Cincinnati has at least had breakout players in their in their offense, and I won't be surprised if they break out. <laughs> and I won't be surprised if they if they do some more of this breaking out. And 
they pull off of their first victory over Pittsburgh, which is really going to be depressing for Pittsburgh fans because that means their year is officially over. As Listen, it was over anyway, not having Big Ben for the rest of the season, but that means your year is officially over. You drop down to 0-4. You're in the division with Baltimore. You're in the division with... Who else is in the Baltimore division? You're, you're in the division with Cincinnati, who you would have just lost to. And you're also in the division with Cleveland, who everybody's already crowned. The wild card isn't going to come from your division. Yeah, it's probably going to be a wrap for you, playboy. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be officially eliminated out, out of the playoffs this by the, at the end of the fourth game. Along with the Jets. Like, let me not get that twisted. Along with the Dolphins. Along with the Denver Broncos. All of these teams are going to start off 0-4 and be eliminated early. Along with Washington, 0-4. Donuts. But Minnesota, Chicago. I'm telling you right now, if you're doing a fantasy football pool, or you're doing a football pool for, for, for whatever kind of office pool or whatever, and you do two sheets, make everything the same except for this Minnesota-Chicago game. Flip it. One of you pick Minnesota, and one sheet you pick Chicago. And I say you go win the rest. <laughs> but I'm going to go... Man, this is so tough. There are enough offense. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I'm gonna go with Minnesota on this one. I'm gonna go with Minnesota to go on the road, and take care of business uh, and and shock Chicago. I don't. I, I we're gonna. I don't know if their defense. I'm gonna say Chicago's defense cannot put up that kind of performance two weeks in a row. Right. I'm gonna say that the. the Chicago, I'm also going to say that the Chicago offense won't be able to generate enough to keep up with Minnesota as well. See, I don't even trust Minnesota's quarterback. But I trust the rest of their offensive weapons. And that's the only reason why I'm picking Minnesota. That's the only reason why I'm picking Minnesota. I went down with our football. We're, we're down with our football, people. Let's be getting into our home stretch. I, ho I hope you're ready. I hope you are ready. Because the home stretch goes fast. And the home stretch is really geared around one thing. And one thing only. Hey, ladies. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies Sometimes you gotta fool them. Sometimes you gotta send a woman to do a man's job, you know what I mean? In this case, my girl here like a grown motherfucking man. That nigga's been laid low. Catch you wearing a hurt, you know what I mean? Blow your balls off, nigga. Oh yeah. It is it is officially that time. Where I told you I was I was I was gonna finally give you these awards. And these awards are finally here to be given. First, first, first award, folks. As we talk about the WMBA, because there's been a lot that's going on in WMBA, if you have not been paying attention. First in awards. A first to mention 
in the WNBA, right? Let's let's make sure we get them properly. We get we give it to them properly. Big up, big up. To Lisa Leslie for being inducted into the Olympics, the United States Olympics Hall of Fame. Or the Olympics Hall of Fame for a team where I work with the United States Olympics team. Next up. Big up, big up. Gosh, it won't be the last time that we mention her today. It won't be the last time that you hear me mention her period on this podcast. Because you guys know that this is my boo and I've mentioned her plenty of times. But Ella, Elena Della Don has the most popular jersey in the WNBA for three straight seasons. Yep, most popular jersey sale. Now, so we're going to give her... Big up, big up. But let's get some for some of these real awards, right? Big up, big up. To Nefessa Collier, the Minnesota Lynx Rookie of the Year. Yep, folks, Minnesota Lynx. They, 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 they got a little bit sweeter for them. As they put up the they put up the rookie of the year with Nefessa Collier. Next up, we gonna give up, big up, big up to Natasha Howard from the Seattle Storm. For winning Defensive Player of the Year. Next, we got up, the Most Valuable Player Award. And I told you we were going to mention her name again. And folks, I'm telling you, we still aren't done. Elena Della Don for the Washington Mystic becomes the Most Valuable Player of the Year for the second time, folks. I don't know if you if, if you know about Ella Deladon, but I've been talking about her for a year, for for years, for almost since the beginning of this podcast, because she's caught my eye since the moment she she came into the league. I didn't realize that she had only been into the, that she had only came into the league basically for six years, but that tells you how bad she has been for the six years that she's been into the league because she caught my eye from the moment, and that was just for her licks. She kept it because of her gameplay, and the only reason she stayed relevant in the league so far for six years is because of her gameplay. Elena Deladon, folks has now become a two-time WNBA MVP. She is a six-time NBA WNBA All-Star. She's only been in the league six years. You do the math. She was Rookie of the Year. She was a scoring champion. She has three gold medals. She is the first one to be put in the 50-40-90 club. If you don't know what that means, that is 50% field goal shooting, 40% shooting from three-point range, and 90% rate arm shooting from the, field, from, from, from the free throw line. And folks, when it matters so so far the most to her, she put on her mask and her cape, and she helped lift her team to their first ever WNBA Finals. Because I don't know if you realize this, because as she dropped 25 to help her team win, in her long resume that I mentioned about Elena Deladon, there is one thing that I did not mention, and that is the fact that she is a WNBA champion. That is the only thing missing from her resume, and I guarantee you that I will be watching the WNBA Finals and rooting for the Washington Mystic the whole entire way as I root for Elena Deladon to be to get her first WA championship because once she gets that, when she leaves the WNBA, she is going to walk into the Hall of Fame, folks. The Washington Mystics will take on the Connecticut Suns for the WNBA championship, folks. And whoever wins this, whichever team wins this, it's going to be the first time that that team has won 
a WNBA championship. So, when can you catch it? Game one starts on September 29th. That's four days from today. That's basically Sunday, folks. 3 p.m. on ESPN. If you've never seen Elena, Elena De La Don play, go watch her play. You don't even have to go watch her. You don't, you don't have to go far. Go watch that 25 game. Go watch the highlights from that 25 game performance to help her team win 94-90 to go to the WNBA championship. Because that's all you're going to need to see to know everything that you need to know about Elena Deladon. I ain't going to tell you about who her wife is. That's none of your goddamn business. Folks, we're going to have to switch gears. Ladies, you know I love you, but, 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 but. It is officially time for us to switch gears because I know you guys know. I do a little ring announcing on the side. I do a little bit of the ring announcing on the side. And I do that with the one and only Platinum. Pro Wrestling. And folks, Platinum Pro Wrestling has their next event coming up on October 26th. And that is going to be Hollow Slam. Platinum Pro Wrestling presents you Hollow Slam. Folks, the matches are still coming in as they're still announcing matches. Folks, the first match that was announced is going to be the last match that I'm going to announce. Because this is somebody that I like to every once in a while challenge to a pull-up contest but one of the matches announced so far is going to be nyr new the new york reekin d ramos versus the storm folks this is going to be a match of heavyweights that you're not going to want to miss next up representing the women's division didn't check if this was the diamonds division or not or the starlight division but we have Savannah Evans versus Brandy Lauren. And then the match that I'm going to be excited to see. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that this is the that this is the that this is the spoon-footed kid, Ernest R. Alexander. But he is gonna be taking on Mr. Keys to the City. Mr. DMC, Dante Marquise Carter. The show stealer. Nope, sorry, that's Jake St. Patrick, the show stealer. Nope. This DMC is the Dante's Montez. <laughs> Dante Marquez called him my bad DMC. And the fact that he has the key to the city, if you know what that means, that means that I think he only has about nine months now. Maybe six. But he can go ahead and cash in a championship opportunity. Anytime that he likes during any pro, um, PPW event. So this is going to be an event you're going to want to come out to. It's going to be at the CrossFit Center. The CrossFit Center in West Palm Beach. Come on and see the show. And folks, talking about the show. Guess what that is? That's the show for today. You know what that means. You know what that means. It's time for me to thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate it, as always, for you taking the time out. Whether you listen live, all of you that listen live, I 
thank you. You need to, you need to interact with me a little bit more when you're listening live. I, I, I will appreciate it. But for everybody that listened live, I appreciate you listening. For everybody that, that catch the re I appreciate it. Let's remember what I say. Chase. Uh, you know what? We ain't even going to chase him today. But forever to chase your dream and stay forever young. But no, no, no. That's not the one that you want. I want you to make sure that the optimism of tomorrow remains your foundation for today. This is Talento Martela with the Mighty Sports Podcast. And you know what? I'm out of here, B. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!